O God, who enlightens the hearts of your faithful by the light of your Holy Spirit, grant us by that same Spirit to be truly wise and live as your people. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. In 1928, the famous Myers Jubilee Singers recorded a song composed by author and songwriters James Weldon Johnson and his brother, J. Rosamond Johnson. 24 years later, on a program that was groundbreaking for its time, known as the Ed Sullivan Show, it was performed nationally complete with graphics by the Delta Rhythm Boys, and it can still be found on YouTube. This song was sung in our home, and it was my first introduction to anatomy and physiology. Perhaps you're also familiar with it. It goes like this. Dem bones, dem bones, dem dry bones, dem bones, dem bones, dem dry bones, dem bones, dem bones now, dry bones now, hear the word of the Lord. Well, the toe bone's connected to the foot bone, and the foot bone's connected to the heel bone, and the heel bone's connected to the ankle bone, and it goes on and on till you get up to the head, and then it reverses itself. Now, this Negro spiritual, with its catchy tune, simplified a science lesson, but it's based on our Old Testament reading of Ezekiel. This was a prophetic vision for the nation of Israel that had been carried off to Babylon and would someday return to their homeland. Ezekiel is transported in the spirit to a place forsaken, uncared for, and lifeless, a place of hopelessness, the remnants of what was once vibrant, located down in a valley. And Ezekiel was there not because of any fault of his or because of any disobedience or failure. In this vision, God brought him to this place of desolation. And that can disturb our theology more than a little bit because somewhere in our minds, we have embedded the idea of equating, of equating God's presence with blessing and not pain. But there are times in our lives when we are in places of difficulty, even impossibilities, where there is no natural way forward, where every door is sealed shut, and all we know is simply not enough. In those times, we can wonder, where is God in all of this? If you have ever been in a valley of despair, you know the feeling, that deep, dark hole that sucks you deeper and deeper and deeper, wondering if the spark of hope that you still have is worth preserving. If you look at the statistics on gun violence, we've lost 37 people this year in Indianapolis alone, or Indian intimate partner violence, crime, climate changes, homelessness, and rising food insecurity. The dream of a land where everyone can flourish seems farther and farther away. When we are surrounded with remnants of what once was, it is not the time to live in despair. Rather, that is the time to listen to the Spirit of God. Now, that might not come quickly. I long to be like Mary, the mother of God. 
where Luke says her response is to the impossible, here I am, let it be to me according to your will. Unfortunately, I'm a lot more like Martha and Mary in the story of this morning's gospel. I have to work the situation through with God first. Lord, if you'd have just been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Essentially, God, if you had acted differently, been more present, we would not be suffering in this way. Life would be good. But thankfully, by staying in the presence of God, something different happens. Martha's perspective began to change as she listened to the voice of Jesus, and so will ours. Lord, I believe you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one coming in the world. Yes, in the middle of a difficult situation, I still believe in you, that you are the hope of the world, that you are here, and that is enough for me regardless of the circumstances. And it is in that listening that the next step is revealed. Only the next step, not the outcome. Returning to the reading from the prophet, it is in that listening that God asks Ezekiel a question, a question that reminds Ezekiel that there is a difference between them. Mortal, can these bones live? God is not speaking to Ezekiel as a friend or as a companion. God is reminding Ezekiel of the difference between them, that where humans are limited, God is limitless. And Ezekiel replies, O Lord God, you know, opening up possibilities that were beyond his abilities alone. And in listening, Recognizing God knows what Ezekiel does not, we see the partnership begin to form. God asks Ezekiel to do what he can, which is to speak life into a hopeless situation and to continue to speak life into it until it flourishes. And then God does what God can and brings life. This is a prophetic vision for the nation of Israel that can inspire us today. We have many areas of success and fruitfulness, the altar party is growing. There are people in our congregation preparing for confirmation. We are providing gift cards to address food insecurity. And recently, we prevented a family from being evicted due to the generosity of gifts to the rector's discretionary fund. A, doc a, documentary, a documentary is unfolding. People are joining in the sacrament of marriage Hospital visits and home communions are keeping us connected, and there are areas we still need to flourish as a community and as individuals. We can speak of the challenges and stop there, stuck in the valley of dry bones and despair. Or we can listen to the questions that God poses to us, mortals, humans, persons who are not God. It is the God who created the universe and sets it in motion who speaks to us, the one spoken about in holy scriptures, the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Sarah, Hagar, Rebecca, Rachel, and Leah, the God of Moses, Miriam, Joshua, Ruth, Mary, Lazarus, and Philemon. Tell me, beloved human, asks God, can there be life here again? 
and when we come to the end of our own abilities and understandings, may we answer, Lord God, you know, and then listen and say or do whatever God asks of us, and then we'll see what new life will flourish.